Hey guys, welcome to Lent. Welcome to Ash Wednesday. Today is going to be about how to fast as a mom because it looks a little bit different than anyone else in society because motherhood is unique and it comes with different challenges and blessings. And so if you are a mom or even a dad, you may want to listen to this. So with that, stay tuned. Welcome to What Laura Likes, the podcast that helps you pursue the narrow path. Here you can find content regarding Catholicism, both for those new to the faith, as well as those of you looking to go deeper. You will also find content on the vocation of marriage, including motherhood and homeschooling. This audio is from my winter 2022 YouTube season. If you'd like to see the video for this and other episode, you can head to my YouTube channel, What Laura Like. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review if it adds value to your life. Also, consider supporting this podcast on Patreon to help it continue. You can find out more about me or contact me by heading to my website, whatlauralikes.com, or following me on Instagram at whatlauralikes18. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, Laura here from What Laura Likes. So today is Ash Wednesday. We are at the beginning of Lent 2022. I don't know about you, but I'm excited to mortify myself, to grow in sainthood, to grow in sanctification and to grow closer to Jesus Christ through his passion as we get look forward to his resurrection, which is so exciting and is the whole like pinnacle of our faith. Let's talk about what the Catholic Church today requires of us regarding fasting. So there's two sides of fasting. There's the fast itself, which means we're not taking in very much sustenance, very much food. And then there's also the abstinence side, which is just giving up some fo- some form of food or, you know, I'll talk about other things we can give up later on. And on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday, the church requires fasting. This is one of the six precepts of the Catholic Church. You can find the full list down below. With that, we want to be really careful that we abide by the rules of the church. We can always take it up a notch if we want to, but we want to at least be hitting the minimum because if we don't follow the precepts of the Catholic Church, we are we are not actually practicing Catholics, and we need to go to confession if we fail to do one of these six things. So, what does the church require? Well, for today and Good Friday, if you are between the ages of 14 and 59, you need to abstain from meat. This is also the requirement for every single Friday during Lent. If you are 18 to 59, you also need to fast. The definition of a fast right now in the church today is one meal plus two other times of the day where you can take in sustenance that does not equal a full meal. There is no snacking at all. This is actually a very, very light fast. Throughout the course of history for the last 2,000 years, the church has done various kinds of fasting. So if you want to know more about the history of fasting in the Catholic faith, then I will put down below Father Ripperger's video, which is very, or it's at least a census medallion video, that's very helpful in walking through the history of fasting in the Catholic faith. Now, these fasting rules do not apply with if you are pregnant or nursing. So make sure you're kind of tracking that. Also, if you are postpartum, it's going to be a case by case. If you're ill, you don't need to fast. So depending on how postpartum you are and how much your recovering is, then you know, just you just need to prayerfully discern whether you are technically ill or if you could fast in this way. So those are the requirements of the church. Good Friday and Ash Wednesday. Knock it out. Supposedly every other day of the year, we don't have to fast. 
But I would advise you as mothers specifically to find ways to fast at least once a week. Jesus Christ says in two separate verses that prayer plus fasting is required to get rid of some certain demons. And so as mothers, when we are praying for ourselves, our spouses, or our children, when we add fasting to our prayer, it becomes so much more efficacious. So why would we fast outside of Lent? Or why would we fast once a week, or maybe twice a week, or maybe three times a week? Well, like I said, for prayer, but also for mortification. We are in these bodies that are drawn towards concupiscence. We are drawn towards pleasure, especially when it comes to food and drink and also anything that kind of gives us that dopamine hit. And as we become more and more sanctified, we want to root out this attachment to food, drink, and technology, anything that's going to give us this, like again, that dopamine hit that keeps us kind of drawn to the flesh in that way. And so when we mortify ourselves, whether it's, you know, kneeling during the rosary, whether it's forgoing certain foods or certain activities that you really enjoy, it actually strengthens our will and it trains up our body so that we are working out of a place of reason and will than we are like letting our our lower faculties kind of guide our decision. And so as mothers, when we can really strengthen ourselves, and I know motherhood is mortifying in and of itself. Waking up in the middle of the night with your baby is a mortification. Those are called passive mortifications. Whether you're nursing as painful, whether you're waking up with your baby, whether you know your kids are interrupting you every five minutes, whether your kids are in the why stage and it's like, oh my goodness, I'm going to lose my mind. You know, whether you have a teen that's going through some strife and it's causing chaos in the house, whatever it is, those are called passive mortifications. And we can, as long as we accept those with grace and offer them back to God, those are definitely sanctifying. And so if you're in a season where life feels really mortifying already, then this is not pressure to add more to that. But if you're in a place where you feel like you could add one more thing for God, then I just wanted to give you some ideas and some encouragement to add this practice because it can be very, very fruitful, especially if you have a child who is perhaps experiencing some kind of hardship. Maybe you're seeing something in that child that's a struggle that you want to help root out then you can pray and fast for that intention. Also, conversion of your family and friends. There's, I mean, the prayer requests, right? We, you know what you pray for. And, and God does hear our prayers. And like I said, fasting just makes it more efficacious. Note to mothers, though. Here we go on fasting. We need to make sure when we fast that we do not get irritable, angry, lazy, uh, short-tempered, short-fused, impatient, listless, where either we are not being charitable or we're not fulfilling our vocation. Because our vocation comes first, and we really need to make sure that when we do fasting, it is from a place that's balanced so that we feel it, but we no one else knows. That's really, really key when we fast, whether it's for Ash Wednesday or any other days. We don't want other people to know we're fasting. We lose the grace of fasting when we start telling other people. So don't tell other people what you gave up for Lent. Don't do it. It's not ideal because you won't, you know, it needs to be between you and God to the point where if you give up coffee, drink some decaf black tea so people don't realize you've given up coffee or still drink, you know, water out of your mug so they think you're st- you haven't given up coffee. Be kind of slick about it so that people 
you know, your right hand doesn't know what your left hand is doing and people in your home don't either. So what are some ways that I personally fast or what are some ideas for how you could fast? So I'm just going to read off the list that I typed up earlier. You could give up snacking during the day. You're only eating your three meals. Make sure they're sufficient so that you don't get cranky. Make sure they're balanced of protein, fats, and carbs, right? Uh, you could give up meat. I do that a lot. You could give up tea or coffee and drink only water. This is a little bit more tricky in the winter time. However, you could always warm up your water. I've done that before. You could give up chocolate or sugar for the day. That's a really great habit. It's pretty mortifying. We, we don't realize how much we reach for sugar until we give it up for a day. You give up processed food for the day, only eating what God has produced naturally, which is also just a really beautiful practice in simplistic eating and in not being a picky eater which is actually a form of gluttony. Okay, and then you could do something kind of different and you could give up social media for the day. And I know many of us have done social media fast. It's almost required nowadays to have better balance in your lives. But delete the apps and don't look at them on your browser. Delete your browser for the day if you have to, you know, and really try to just tune out. I would even argue this would be like, Maybe tell people you're going to be off WhatsApp or, you know, instant messenger for the day unless it's absolutely necessary. So don't expect me to respond. Or you could take it a step further and give up all technology for one day. Unplug the TV, unplug the computer, step away from your phone. And if you have something, you're like, oh, I need to look this thing up, right? We, we've become very instantaneous with our practices of research where if we want to know something, we have to know it right now. And asking ourselves to wait until tomorrow is very mortifying. But unless your child has a fever and you're looking up like what amount of ibuprofen to give them, put down on paper what it was you were going to look up. Put down any time that your brain goes, oh, I need to access my computer. Oh, I need to access. I have this question or I have this thought or I want to look this thing up or I want to buy this thing. Keep a list. I think that'd be actually really insightful to look at this list the next day and see where your mind and your soul was drawn to during the day. And just don't do it for an entire day. Just be like, I'm not touching technology. Most Sundays are kind of like this anyway, or they can be, you know, you hopefully you're going to mass, you're spending time with your family, and you're kind of stepped away from technology. But that means even not listening to a homily on YouTube. If you pray along the rosary with YouTube or, or like I do with the St. Bridget prayers, sit down and force yourself to read through it without the help of somebody on audio. Just It's just a very simplistic way of giving the whole day to God. And I think that that silence will help you hear his voice in a way that maybe you have never been able to access him before. So those are my thoughts for fasting, both in general and as a mom. Let me know down below how you fast, how often you fast, if maybe some of this information is new and you're wondering, you're feeling inspired to look into fasting more. And then I also found a great article for dads. So I'll link that down below that you can share with your husband or if you're a man that made it to the end of this, then you can look it up yourself. I like how he gave a little pep talk to guys about how, come on guys, like, we need to be, you know, rooting out biases and it requires fasting. So with that, you guys, let's pray in Ave Maria. We're at the very beginning of Lent. Let's ask her to give, to give us the grace to pray fast and give alms in the most beautiful way we can. 
and to really guide us as Lent to be with us as we walk this journey towards the crucifix, but also towards Easter Sunday. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena Dominus tecum, benedicta tu mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui Jesu. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nuc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Namine Pachis Affiliate Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Alright guys, I will see you guys next week. Have a beautiful Ash Wednesday. Try not to post your pictures. Think about that. Maybe, maybe that's mortifying. <laughs> and um, I'll see you real soon. Hex Christy. Thanks for listening. I hope this episode has blessed you. For more like this, head over to my YouTube channel, What Laura Like. Be sure to subscribe, review this podcast, follow me on Instagram, and visit my website, whatlauralikes.com, for more info about what I do. Until next time, continue to know, love, and serve God. Pax Christie.